You're listening to Two Guys and One Pitch. <sighs> I was wondering, I was like, where's I can at? <laughs> oh, it's coming. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to Two Guys, One Pitch. Uh, yeah. Modelo. We're recording this really late. Uh, last night we had yeah. some fucking technical difficulties. Um, yeah, to say the least. <laughs> I don't know if there's a website or the internet or fucking the weather, but just was not working for us. Full moon? I don't know. Yeah. We kept getting cut out. Like we talked for five minutes and the webcam would cut off and then yeah. mine would cut off, his would cut off, Mike's cut off. You're good for 10 minutes keep cutting off. So Fucking Murphy's Law is... full effect yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, and as I said yesterday, which we didn't fully record, um, this is not what we do for a living. We are not sound engineers, um, <laughs> not, not far from it. Yeah, this is a a hobby at best. Yeah. <laughs> I, I work in procurement with a side hustle in podcasting and gerbil racing, I guess. And gerbil racing, oh yeah, now you're in the gerbil game. How do you feel about it? I'm officially a gerbil father. It's wonderful. Papa. Yeah. <laughs> Came home with one and then um, had the wife tell me, she said, you didn't do any research, did you? I said, absolutely not. And she said, they're not supposed to be by themselves. They get depressed. Depressed. Yeah. So I went out today and bought two more. Oh, I'm going to start using that too. God, dude, you look depressed like a gerbil by himself. <laughs> you fucking depressed gerbil. <laughs> Yep. So now we have, uh, I have gerbils. You have guinea pigs and rabbits. We're, uh, you know, we're fucking covering, we're covering all the rodents, man. Starting a rodent petting zoo. Hell yeah. Oh, dude, I'm so stoked. I hope you get little gerbil babies. <laughs> well, that was the thing, too, is that, because uh, the one I bought yesterday was a female. At least that's what they told me. Yeah. So I went to the pet store today and they had the two in there running around. I asked the guy, I said, hey, um, do you know if these are male or female? And they said, oh, they're too young to tell. I said, oh, okay, great. So AKA, the only way to tell is if I have babies show up no, here shortly. AKA, I don't know how to tell. You hold the tail up and see I'm is just... the butthole close to the vagina. Does that thing have like, balls That's how you not? do it with dogs when they're young. Yeah. Well, when, do- when you have puppies or whatever, like if, if the butthole is really close to the vagina, it's a female. And then like if it's spaced apart, yeah, that's how you can tell when puppies are young really? before they develop their, uh, yeah, scrotes or whatever, because the, the space is far apart in males and it's real close together in females. That's how you tell. I thought it would have just been the penis. No, because it's really not developed yet, but there's like a space there for it. Like a little, like when they're young, the vagina and penis area look exactly almost the same, oh, but really? you just, you have to tell by the spacing. Uh-huh. And the people in the pet store weren't about to pick these things up from the tail and, and bust out a ruler to see how far the how how wide the taint was. So, <laughs> um, we're just gambling here with what these oh, things are. But uh, I'm guessing one's one's been sleeping since I got it, and the other one's been running on the wheel the whole time. So, I don't know. He's training. He goes, right. I smell it. Yeah, it's about to be fucking season. <laughs> yeah, about to be some fucking. So. The woman's resting up for it. Oh, but. yeah. Yeah, we'll see, man. I don't know. Maybe if I get some baby gerbils, I'll send some your way. Like a locket. You're going to start a, a gerbil tree or whatever they call them. 
I just might. A lock, lock its gerbils. Lock its gerbils. <laughs> Anus free. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have not been tainted by rectum. All right. Well, talk about awesome rectums. Uh, <laughs> rectum damn near killed him. Right. Uh, Kingwood lost by a hundred. <laughs> oh my goodness. Again. Yeah. Again, but you know what? Groundhog Day. Bill Murray was there. Uh, the positive note is. This go around full roster, right? Yeah, yeah. Which makes it—I don't know if that's even more sad or. But we did have injuries. Three injuries. Danny um, jacked up his other knee, which is very sad. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna be out for. The Danny quite look, a while. Just. I love you, man. This is like your third leg injury. Yeah. Like third ACL tear. Like just. I'm not one to sell somebody to quit, but take a step back. Yeah, his luck is not great. Yeah. That's rough. I don't, yeah. That's it's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. but He's really good, too. That's a big hit. I think with this full roster, though, you know, if we, this next, these next coming up games, which are all away games, if we travel well, like, I think it's going to be a different story. Yeah, and I was saying, too, in the spring, it uh, clubs tend to have more guys for some reason. Yeah. After the holidays, I don't know. That was the other thing, too. I know we said it last night. Of course, we didn't record, but uh, Galveston put up 103, and I was talking to, um, I think it was FID in their group chat, but they didn't have a lot of their new young guys because the AM Galveston, when the finals were done, they kick them out of the dorms, so they had to go home. So Galveston uh, traveled with their old school crew, the ones that have been around for you know, a hot yeah. minute. Um, which, I mean, in, in my eyes, really, they may not be as fast and young as the younger guys, but they're more experienced. Well, that and they've, when, you, when you play together with a team for so long, you guys just kind of vibe together. It's you know, clicks, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, hopefully we'll play Galveston, um, during February, college, college finals. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Play them February 28th, I think in Galveston. I'll be at that one. Obviously not playing, but yeah. Taking the fam down. uh, That's cook off weekend. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. We did talk about that. Yeah. So you won't be at that one. Uh, no, I'll, I'll be there at that one because it's. The, you don't go to cook off. You're not required for the. No, no, I might go to cook off on like Friday or no. I probably won't go. Just because the game's on Saturday, I want to go to the game. Cook off's fun, but I feel like it's a lot of work to get drunk. It's yeah, like like a lot of walking. You got part. You got. I mean, it's just like you gotta you gotta park and you gotta ride the train in or fight all the traffic and just. <clears throat> And even then, like, you get kicked out at 11. Yeah. Yeah, that's not that's not my idea of fun. No. no, no. I don't even go to the concerts anymore, so. Just too many damn people. Yeah, dude. The it, only concerts now I go to is, like, at Green Hall, where I know there's, like, oh, yeah. very limited amount of people, you know? Yeah. No, man. I, went I can to... easily get a beer and get back to where I was standing. And... We went to go see Marshmallow last year. DJ Marshmallow. Oh, that's the dude with the head. Yeah. The marshmallow Holy head. Holy shit, dude. Fucking 
packed, and it's just kids going fucking loony. Yeah, that's just not that's not yeah. my idea of a good yeah. time. It was it was cool, like watching Ava like get excited and dance around and stuff. But I was just yeah. like, okay, like <laughs> I, I at that moment I realized I was like, man, I'm just somebody. I'm old. Roast this marshmallow and end it. Fucking, I'm old. <clears throat> I'm like, dude, these lights. The music just, yeah. Let's go, Houston. Yeah. <laughs> no words. No words. No words. Yeah. Take some Molly. Yeah, that's why I do. I do a uh, green hall. I do the little theaters, the little uh, venues, the little venues. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. But I can't do that. Yeah, man. <sighs> uh, yeah. yeah. So Kingwood Galveston. Yeah, hundred point difference. Brutal. Uh, yep. The big surprise, I, I was verily surprised, was the Arrow Shreveport. I thought that would have been a closer. I game. said they're going to win at least by ten. I didn't realize it's going to be by that much, but yeah. uh, um, and then I, I was telling you, um, I keep forgetting this guy's name, and I want to make sure I get it right because he's hooking me up with information on uh, Instagram. But the insider, <laughs> yeah, uh, Chris Christopher Howard, Chris Howard, um. He said that they, you know, the 64 to 17, I was like, damn, you know, I thought it was going to be a little closer. Um, he told me, too, they played 60-plus minutes of that match down a man because one of their guys got red-carded early on, their number nine. Did he say why he got uh, red-carded? Wait, it was the, um, the nine that got no, red-carded? No, sorry, number nine got main of the match. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I asked him who got main of the match. He said number nine, Jonathan. Uh, he didn't say why he got red-carded, but we do have our red cards um, online so we, we can – Read uh, what happened. Yeah, we need to have a little red, we need a little red card session. Yeah, there was two on. red cards this past weekend. Ooh. Quite a few yellows, uh, two red cards. Oh, but any yeah, from, any so from I mean, they Austin's? won sixty-four to seventeen, down one man for sixty plus minutes. Yeah, that's. <sighs> the, I mean, the arrows did awesome last year, and I didn't think they were going to do as well. But I, I'm eating my words right now. I'll, I'll eat crow on this one because I know a couple players left, but. They're doing it. Yeah, that's. I know. Uh, I was looking at the scores and um, their winger Michael Mama, Muma, Muma. I don't know. Sorry for butchering it, Mike. But uh, congratulations on your hat trick. One, two, three. Oh, nice. Yeah, he got him, man. Well, the other winger, I think, was the one that got the red card. Oh yeah, he got <laughs> yeah. mad. He's like, man, he. <laughs> Mike's getting all the fucking feeds. I'm going to help. Damn it, man. I'm going to score. Sorry, dude. It must have been a windy day or something because that dude only made three conversion kicks out of all those tries. Yeah. Because when they played us, he made almost all of them. <clears throat> it must have been windy or something. Was it? I'm trying to think how the weather on Saturday. What was it? It was cold. I think it was bad. I, it was I was inside at a Christmas party. Um, <clears throat> but I was down in. Yeah, I don't know. That's shocking because. Hmm. He did, uh, made almost all of theirs. But yeah, their number nine, Jonathan Velasco Rojas, was their man of the match for um, Arrows. I don't know who got man for Shreveport. Congratulations. Yeah, the other winger, Travis Stubbs, was the one I think that got the um, <laughs> got 
the red card. <laughs> Trying that out. Take him out, Jonathan. So. Yeah, he got man of the match. But Nice. Yeah, nice. so those two games were fairly a bit of a blowout. The other two games this weekend were closer. Yeah, I got... Uh, the Dallas and uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma Crusaders and OKC Tribe. 14 to 30. Uh, Tribe came out on top on that one. Yeah. So, I don't know anything about Oklahoma rugby, so... I don't. Congratulations. I know about the Oklahoma breakdown, thanks to Stoney LaRue, I think, but... Song. Um... Yeah, congratulations, yeah. OKC Tribe. Tribe's got a cool logo. Yeah. And uh, then uh, Dallas. That's the, the women's game or the D two D three game. Da- uh, D three Dallas Reds. Oh yeah, yeah Dallas. Dallas Reds Rugby D three versus Harlequins. Yeah, twenty nine thirteen. It was a close one. Yeah, a defensive matchup there. Dallas just had a good day for rugby, man. They had the the D three team coming out with Dallas on top and then the women's team played which the the Quins women's side just like blew out the Reds 91 to 10 Oh shit yeah the D2 one uh Reds one also Uh yeah 33 to 25 against Dark That was yeah. that was a good game And their D uh, no D1 didn't play this weekend Yeah their D1 didn't, played didn't. uh Dallas and Quins no. Yeah, 52-10. I don't see it. Uh, I forgot where I found it at. Hmm. Uh, oh, they have it in the wrong place. They have it under fixtures instead uh, of results. Yeah. Fixtures and results. Get your shit together, Rugby Explorer. Plus, what happens Ooh. when they try to like changing it fancy? Like, keep it up with it. Ooh. If you're going to change it, TRU, like, yeah. get it fucking right, dude. That's a god-awful platform. You guys want to have all these meetings and shit. <clears throat> Can't fix your shit. Also, what the fuck Alliance Rugby? Oh, yeah. What the Alliance fuck? Rugby. We're going to take a pause here from reading off all these club <clears throat> scores and shit. Alliance Rugby went up to play uh, Oklahoma, the Tribe, I think. OKC Tribe. I think that's what it was. And the Tribe, they are like, this. we can't play on this pitch. This pitch is unplayable. So they're like, okay. They ring up the Crusaders. They're like, hey, can we use your guys' pitch? They're like, yeah, yeah, you guys can use it. So they travel over there, and they clean, like, they, like, move the water off this pitch to make it playable, right? <laughs> the ref goes, this is playable. And the Lions rugby, I don't know who's there, was like, this we can't play on this. It's not safe. When the ref tells you it's safe, like, come on, dude. It was OKC Tribe. Did you say that? Yeah. OKC yeah. Tribe was the home game or home team. Yeah. So in, in TRU's minutes notes, it says, uh, it says, so Curlis said, I spoke with Rod of OKC Tribe yesterday about this incident. In a nutshell, OKC Tribe did everything they did to make the field playable. The referee agreed the field was acceptable, but Alliance refused to play. Um, the Tribe proactively moved the match from their pitch to the OKC Crusaders field due to inclement weather, heavy rains. Um Blah blah blah. Uh, the referee felt comfortable from the start. Um, they said, "Do we have a policy that says if the referee deems it safe, team should play?" He said, "I read through everything I could find the World Rugby laws. 
um, neutral party, uh, they make a call. Nothing I found explicitly says you shall play if the referee says no. But the thing was, the referee, so they were out there for, what does it say here, an hour or so trying to make the field playable. Yeah. And it said, um, he's and they go on in the in the back and forth. This isn't you can find this in the TRU meeting notes or whatever from the board member. Said, did the referee Fosco says, did the referee deem it safe as a former rugby player or form perspective from a referee and player safety concerns? Martin says, looking at the referee's report, he indicates that the pitch was firm and there was some water, but it was not deep or unsafe. Dale said, we also didn't hear from Alliance on why they protested. It said, is and then Halen goes, it is odd, though, that they didn't put in a roster and then this happens. So mm, one would try to bullshit. say, oh, you didn't have enough people. So it was convenient to, instead of taking a forfeit, you know, to say, no, nah, it's not playable because of weather. Let's reschedule. Oh, it's so weak sauce. That's just what these board members seem to be. He goes, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Always want to be of good intention, but. And they said, Rod shared a photo of a match played a couple years ago with standing water at the same pitch. In 2019, they hosted a D3 wildcard match in similar conditions, yeah. and Alliance played in that game. Um, he said, did we try to get a report from Alliance? He said, I haven't yet, but we'll reach out. You know, let's put a 48-hour. But what the, what the fuck, dude, Alliance? Yeah, we played, we played down in Gallison in the middle of a thunderstorm. Like, come on. Yeah, with like foot of water. I don't... This is rugby. But, like I said, they did say, oh, they didn't submit a roster either, so it's kind of kind of sus. Yeah. It doesn't look good for you when, you know. Also, I thought, isn't like, I thought TRU was going to start re- like enforcing this whole roster by Friday thing. Well, so if you look at the meeting notes from 12-19, they bring it up. So it's the third topic, rosters by Friday night. Um they they talk about wanting it on Friday night and they go back and forth on it. Uh, blah blah blah. Rugby Explorer. So sounds like a they want it by Friday night. Oh, there's an update. Oh. Okay, there's an update. Did we read? Hold on. Let me crack open a new beer for this. Hold on. Breaking news. Breaking news. Oh, this deserves a second beer. Hold on. Oh yeah. Oh, Medellin time. Welcome to two guys one pitch breaking news. Scrolling banner. Tune in, tune in, please. Get in front of your TVs. Turn on your nearest radio. There's breaking news. FDR has something to say. Um, <laughs> all right. OKC Drive versus Alliance. 1210. Uh, Tate. This is the guy, Tate. So when I say a name in front of it, it's each that person saying something. As I understand this, Alliance traveled to Tribe. They were at the facility and were present as they were lining the field and ensuring it was ready. The referee deemed the pitch was safe, but Alliance refused to play. Is that correct? <clears throat> Curlis. The only past I would change <clears throat> is that the Tribe spent 90 minutes sweeping, drying, and using buckets to remove as much water as possible. Alliance still refused to play. 90 minutes these guys put in work. Dude, that's a lot. Tate, he, Tate says, I have never in my life refused to play a game because of a field being wet. <laughs> I've played in a puddle you could have drowned in. Roche, the only time I can kind of remember this happening was the Blacks versus Red match a few years ago. Both teams didn't want to play, but nobody wanted to wimp out either. Dodge says, they have an agreement to make up this match, right? Curlis, yes, they agreed to schedule it. Tate, Tribe reserved a field, right? Curlis, the field was unavailable, so they moved it to OKC Crusaders field. Okay, so the Tribe is not out 
a field rental fee. Tribe isn't asking for a reimbursement. You know, question. Yeah. Curl is correct. They're asking that the match be a forfeit. We haven't received a monetary reimbursement. Tate says, okay, so no request for a monetary reimbursement from the club. We'll be billed for a referee, though. Yes, the referee arrived at the assignment. He says, okay, we will pay the referee as they attempt to fulfill their assignment. Do we want to eat that or seek anything from clubs involved? Roche says, in defense of Alliance. Ooh, so here's a, here's a devil's advocate, uh -oh. I guess. They went for a 2 p.m. kickoff, and the field was unsafe at that time. If they kicked off at 3.15, their players could have had obligations and had to leave. Fair point. This was an inconvenience for Alliance, and the field was not ready to play at 2 p.m. Okay. I will say, oh, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. 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 That's fair. However, why did it take a week to come up with this alternate, like, their side? Why wouldn't they have just said that the day of? Yeah. Like, guys... I would have, like, before you let the other team waste 90 fucking minutes to get the field ready, say, hey, guys, like, we appreciate the effort of what you want to do. However, we have five guys that have prior commitments yeah. that can't be here, that have to leave, you know, because we have guys that have work and stuff like that. I understand that. But why wouldn't you say that at the time? Yeah. Why are they having this meeting a week later and there's still no... It, like, I get the guy wanting to play devil's advocate. I, I understand that, but... Why was that not brought up that the day of? Should have been, yeah. It shouldn't even go yeah, to like the working yeah. party of, of sweeping. I would have been pissed if I was sweeping <clears> the fucking field and they were like, no, we're not going to play. Yeah, so they go on to say, do we know that? Question mark. He says, yes, we got pictures once the referee arrived and after the attempted cleaning. Tate says, okay, we don't really have a policy that covers this. This isn't a club not showing up. It's not a club canceling at the last second. They showed up and the field wasn't ready. I'm inclined to let this one slide. We need to review our policies and decide if this is something we address in a future policy. <clears throat> Tate says, have we received a formal request from either Tribe or Alliance appealing any decision, sorry, any decision by the competitions committee? Uh, he said, I haven't published anything official from my position. The RRC has had discussions but the two teams have decided to reschedule the match. We aren't suggesting any sanctions, but we did want the TRU to review the policy around roster requirements. So the RRC would determine if it was a forfeit. They have not done so at this time. They did ask the TRU review procedures around the situation, though. In a situation like this, the referee will be paid, and that is paid from member dues money. We don't want to waste member dues paying referees for matches that don't happen. Um, they said this just go on a unique situation. Um, if a referee deems a field to be safe, should the match be played, or do we wait until submissions or appeals? He goes, that's a great question, but probably lies outside the scope of this meeting. Let's table that uh, for future. So unfortunately, the wall book doesn't quite help us. He goes, it's a slippery slope. My biggest fear is now that this card has been played, it can be used as a tactical advantage. It can. Good point. Uh, I don't. Tate says, I don't know that a lot of clubs are prone to drive three hours and then pull out. That's what she said. Hey. Um, let's table. <laughs> that's my new line. I don't even mean clubs to drive three hours just to pull out. Let's table this discussion around policy on this. Sorry. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that is weird, though, to drive three hours to pull out. But, I mean, yeah, that's even more weird because if you drove three hours, why, why would you, would you fake just the funk? It? And then also, Unless you did have to go back. But, I mean. Why would you drive three hours and then I, go, I, I well, I have work. Like, I have to leave. So, you're. Doing a six-hour round trip with a two-hour game, so eight hours. Yeah, where do you work? A strip club? That's the only thing that's gonna be open like, that late what, at night. Yeah, that you have to go to work. Are you bartender? I don't know. So, anyways, yeah, for you guys listening, I don't know if you heard about that, but it's a. 
I don't want to say a new precedent, but it's just something unheard of that I haven't heard of a team, you know. Again, I go back to if you had guys that had commitments later on, that's fine. But to allow the team to spend 90 minutes trying to make the field playable. Have some courtesy. And then say, oh, we can't play on it. Yeah. Like, but why? And then it, it seems fishy on your part that you didn't even submit a roster. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, again, but the uh, fact that you Alliance, even, like, try to stop them, like especially like thirty minutes in, you know, hey, all right, like you guys aren't even like it's probably gonna take you another hour to get where yeah it's playable. Let's so. reschedule. Let's go to the social, have some beers, eat eat some food or something, yeah. and, and and shoot the shit. But to have them for ninety minutes trying to make the field playable for you, and then say, ah, well, we can't play on it. Not not a good look. It's fucking dirty, dude. Not not a good look at all. That's fuckers. I'm glad they're not in our fucking division. Yeah, that's that's fucking bonkers, I dude. Feel bad. Who are they in the north? Yeah. So I guess be. they play like the Reds and all those guys. Uh yeah. I feel bad. Rip Reds. It's They're going to show him and be like, this field's not playable. It's dry. Eh, not playable. It's too, <laughs> dry it's too red hard. Eyes. That's what she said. Hey. Wait, where's the Yeah, dry? I don't know. That's... <laughs> <laughs> now Rugby Explorer doesn't want to show me any results from this past weekend. Yeah, because they're like, oh, we know what you're fucking doing. Why is it... Okay, Rugby Explorer, you officially fucking suck. Um... D three though Austin Blacks beat Austin Huns eighty two to nothing. Yeah, dude, I saw that. Fucking yikes! All right, uh, question: Do you think yeah. they drop players down for that match? I think every match they do that. <laughs> Fair. Fair. I mean, I remember back in the day when we used to have to play the Blacks, and it was like. Yeah, you would see guys. Um, this was back when uh, I played for Galveston, and we had Paul and them, and we went to the playoffs. We were really good, and we I think we played the Blacks back then. Back when we played like San Antonio, San Marcos Grays, and stuff. But they would drop down because you could you could drop down like I think three games out of a season, but if you did a fourth, you had to stay with that team or whatever. And I think when we played these teams would be the teams would be the times when they would drop their people down. Yeah. And so you would get like, you know, I remember one year we, um, Oh, was it the blacks? We played them in the first round of the playoffs. And it was like their D three guys were like college players. Oh, like, yeah. What the fuck is this man? This is ungodly. Just fucking young kids. Yeah. With good joints still. Fucking... Oh, look at me. My <laughs> yeah. knees don't make noise. Oh, your bones don't make noises when you walk. Must be nice. Fucking cocksuckers. Uh, Balls don't touch the toilet water when you sit down. <laughs> when I you shit, what happens? Again. My dick touched the water. Splash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the water temperature? Mm, 74. <laughs> <clears throat> it reminds me of that stupid, like, cartoon like it's like a little animation like shit ass animation where it's like somebody shitting on a pot and the turd oh. hits the water and then the 
the water splash turn, comes up and kisses the butthole. Yeah, it turns into Neptune. Yeah. And he kisses the butthole and then he, <laughs> he, goes, he does, he, he like touches the yeah. balls. He goes, <laughs> Toodaloo, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of the short Asian dude from Hangover oh, and, and talking about poo coming up and kissing the butthole. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it looks like uh, <clears throat> Dallas came out on top. For their little uh, day of rugby. Yeah. Yeah. So D3, Reds beat Harlequins. D2, Reds beat Dark. The women's side, the Quins beat Dallas. But then their hmm. D1 men's, men's side was uh, Dallas came out on top over Quins, 52 to 10. Very nice. Nice. And then uh, Austin. He came out. Blacks, Blacks just ran it. Also, this the score between D one and D two, very close, very similar in both ways. And I don't know if that's because the ref messed that up or they entered it wrong or what. What's going on with that? Yeah, it's weird. Because D two, it was twenty one Huns, fifty one Blacks, and then D one is fifty or twenty two Huns, fifty two Blacks. So it's like a point above each one. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. That's too that's too much of a coincidence. Very coincidental. Quinky dink. Too much. <clears throat> Very quinky dinky. I wonder if Butch was out there. Yeah, I'd like to know where the hell Butch was. I know he said he, he was like I bet he was. I bet he was at the Austin one. I mean yeah. that's Yeah, I know he said he lives that's out like the by only there. one he likes to mess with for D1, D2. Yeah. Which? Oh, you bastard. What? I'm looking at the disciplinary stuff and they, for the red cards, they didn't write up what happened. Uh, they just put it down who got it? Yeah, they put down said suspended automatically for eight days. Where's the write-up, you lazy bastard? So the guy that got Travis Stubbs, who got the red card for arrows, it shows he got a yellow card as well. <laughs> so I guess he got yellow carded. And then how do you get yellow carded and red carded within the first 15 minutes? Well, how long is the yellow card? 10? He's got a fucking hot hit. 10 minutes. So you got yellow carded, went off for 10 minutes, then came. That's strange. He's got, he's got to have something against Cajuns. I'm over needs anger management, Travis. Maybe he's maybe he's from like south of I-10, and he's like, oh, I don't like these fucking northerners. Maybe there was three yellow cards in uh, the Dallas uh, D2 match. Very shocked that there's no reds between the Austin games. I know. Yeah, the only the only reds came from D3, uh, the Arrows and Shreveport and Crusaders and Tribe. Oh, I was like, Crusaders is like, we got a red card? No. We are no longer Crusaders. We are Kingwood Rugby. Oh, that's right. We're named, We're going through a, an evolution here. More metamorphosis. Yes. A rebranding, if you will. We're, we're shedding the old skin. Yeah. So. Man, I really wanted to see why they got a red card. Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe... Um, I don't remember that guy's name. I'll be honest with you. 
Lazy bastards. You know, maybe I'll have to hit up. I'm gonna have to hit up Mikey and be like, "Yo, why did that dude get a red card? Also, why did he get yellow card here before?" Yes, <laughs> that's nuts. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. But that pretty much wraps it up for club rugby, and there's no games this weekend because it's fucking Christmas. Ding a ling a ling ling ling. Well, uh, so next week. We're not ending the podcast right now. I'm just saying next week. We'll have a guest. We, not confirming yet who it's going to be. We'll have a guest. So we, we'll, we'll talk about rugby. But uh, since we don't have much, we won't have match results. We'll um, spend the podcast uh, talking with the guests. So that should be a fun episode next week. Yeah. If you got any weird questions, fucking send it to us. We'll ask yeah. them. If you want. Want us to talk about something? Oh, oh, oh. Speaking of weird questions and talk about stuff. Since we're late on this, I decided last night I was going to do a giveaway. So if you watch this on YouTube. <clears throat> the YouTube. Let's see. What should I give away for refined ruggers? I do have a. One PP touch. Pr- <laughs> a one PP touch. I have some uh, sweet XL, size XL hoodie and sweater samples. I mean, they're one of one because these are the samples I got. They're freaking soft and nice. Like and supreme. like, yeah, I, I haven't even worn them like because they're so nice. I was like, man, I like if I, I want to keep it and just hold on to it forever. But I'll do it this way. If you wear a size XL and you want a one of one first off the line, refined ruggers hoodie or sweater crew neck. Let's see. What should we do? Uh, the first one to comment in the YouTube video of this episode. What should we say? Um, um, the woodlands suck. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. The first oh. person to comment. Uh, Alliance doesn't like to get wet. <laughs> yeah. First person to comment. Uh, Nutsack and Pedro for president. Oh, Nutsack and Pedro. <laughs> 2020 2024 um something along those lines if you wear an xl comment it and then i'll hook you up with a giveaway maybe i'll throw in a hat too and a one-on-one sweater Spam with his hats so i feel bad that we're, we're posting this a day late so yeah um if you listen to this on podcast and don't watch it on youtube you might want to go comment on youtube there you go sorry there's really no way on a podcast for you to type something in and win but or um, oh i would say shoot us a dm but uh. Yeah, yeah. See, so, yeah, first yeah. person to comment to if you wear says XL. Two guys, one pitch. I've got my bets on who I think is going to be the first person to comment. I think I, I got a bet of who I think is going to win it, but they travel a lot, so maybe they might not hear it. It's, it's going to be me. I'm immediately. It's going to be me. <laughs> All that I do. Uh, oh, speaking of, this is one of the original hats I made. Oh and yeah. And just so you, if you haven't ordered a fine ruggers hat, I'm going to tell you, this hat is about three or four years old it used to be dark olive green oh and so this tells you how they hold up right the patch still stitched on still can read everything the patch everything looks really in the hat good. is still intact so i i mean i know i'm shouting out my own company here but the quality i'm telling you is phenomenal that's how you know it's quality control because the owner is talking about his own stuff yeah, you can call I, him out I on social most, media yeah. right here. You got everything. Yeah, you want to yeah. hit him up at on Twitter. Even this pullover I have on, but yeah, I don't get the cheap stuff. I literally 
the stuff I bought to sell, and, and this this is not even a sales pitch. I'm just talking. Was I told my wife? I said she goes, "What happens if nobody buys?" I go, "I own it all. I get to wear it. Like yeah. I bought stuff that I want to have. It's your own brand. Because if nobody buys it, I still get to wear it yeah. because." I picked out the good stuff. Like all my hats are Richardson only because I only buy Richardson hats. I don't buy any other brand of trucker hat. Richardson's the best. Um, you, you, I, I went with my ADD and OCD on the samples for all the clothes I picked out. I do like I mean, that. Hours. I like that quilted of messaging. That little quilted my, pullover. You yeah, got, though. that thing's dope. Quilted pullover. With it's got a like kangaroo pouch at the bottom. Ooh. Oh. It's yeah. Um. But yeah, so I was like, everything I'm just gonna own if nobody buys it. I don't care. Um. Lucky me, I just so, bought the last two beanies. Fucking suck it. You did. Nerds. You sold. You bought me out. The beanies were a hit, man. Especially in this cold weather. Hell yeah. I was wondering how the beanie, how the patch was gonna look on the beanies, and it turned out freaking nice. Yeah, they look really good. But yeah, this shit holds up. And two, the leather is not cow leather. If you know, I mean, I've owned cowboy boots, yeah. but it's bison leather, and bison's a lot stronger. It holds up a lot better. Talking about those the the beanie thing, like I so I saw that one guy. Uh, with on, Marcel, yeah, Marcel wearing it, yeah. And I was like, um, that was the yeah. first time. I was like, damn, that beanie looks good. And then I saw uh, Kendall, Kendall, yeah, he got a, a black one, yeah. yeah. And I saw him wearing it, and then it just made me. I was like, man, I really gotta get one of these now. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even keep one from. I have one I was gonna keep for myself, and then my son took it. And he's five, but he has a gigantic head, and it fit him. I was like, he's very smart, but. I didn't even get to. I didn't get to keep one. They all sold out before I could keep one. Uh, and even that that blue waffle one you bought, yeah. the blue one. So the the gray ones, I don't even know. So on the beanies, it wasn't Richardson is not a beanie big beanie manufacturer, but the blue one you got is a different. One. That's actually made by Richardson, the same company that makes oh, the hats. It? Yeah. But um, yeah, so and the clothes are supposed to drop, but obviously that's. Uh, the whole company and everything, just so people don't know, it's funded by myself. And again, this is not my full-time job. So um, pre-orders and stuff should be coming in January. Hiccup. Everything got delayed, but. Um, Thanks, Obama. It's coming. It's coming eventually. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that sounded bad, didn't it? It's coming. Ugh. Coming January 2023. Refine records. Oh, yeah, brother. Coming to the stage, diamond, diamond, fellas, get your dollars out. Oh, talking about dollars. Um, did you hear who's the new coach for Barbarians? Eddie Jones, Eddie Jones. not coming to the USA. Fuckhead. But the <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Eddie. But the Barbarians is not a full time. I thought it was like a traveling team, right? So is it like, is he coaching them and then he's going to do something else? Like, again, we've said on this podcast before, our knowledge of international rugby is not great. It's, it, it's not. It's not one of our areas of expertise or focus. So I'll I, apologize in advance. I, I don't know much about overseas rugby. From what I gather, Barbarians is kind of like, it's like a alliance. You have to be invited. Yeah. And it's like... um. But it's not like I feel like it's almost like a all star select team or something. It's not a. But they don't like it's it's like the Lions, but not as prestige. It's maybe it's on the same. Yeah, level, but I not don't like inter, like they don't play like. 
you know what international it, i don't it, know man when we when we do get paul in here i'm gonna ask him you, because you ask him he's probably gonna know he, i hope he's, he's from that area you know, so hope, he'll be able to explain I hope it brendan but. is listening to this podcast and he like goes oh you fucking idiots <laughs> this fucking is americans you fucking americans um yeah i don't i don't know exactly the the um how it all works but um yeah. I don't want to read a whole another article considering I just read the whole um, back and forth of TRU, but I did find that article about Todd Cleaver giving his uh, opinion on the Eddie Jones thing. But, um, well, the Eddie Jones and the Eagles, you know, losing and not going on. But, um, yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. But, yeah, I, I don't know. You know what I was thinking too the other day? And this was going to be a question I was going to ask Paul. He would obviously know better than I would. This could, I could be completely wrong in this, but I was thinking I did. I go, there's not many coaches of rugby teams, professional, right? That were backs. It seems like the coaches were always pack members. Yeah. Or either that or just, I think that way because the coaches always seem like they're big or the, it could have been a back that let himself go and look like a pack <laughs> member. But I was like, I was thinking the other day, I was like, I don't see too many coaches that used to be now head coaches, right? Like, yeah, head. like for instance, Utah Warriors. Their one of their assistant coaches, I think, was um, not. I think I know he was. Um, oh my god, why is it? he was an eagle? He was a, a back. Um, Sean Davies, but um, head coaches. Not a lot of head coaches I think were backs. I don't understand. I mean, now I will say this as a as a back, I'll give the pack their credit. The pack is a more complicated group of positions, right? Because you've got scrums, you've got line outs, you got malls. There's a lot more, I feel like, that goes on yeah. that you have to kind of know, I think right? Shrek explained it best, you know. We're, we're, we're like onions. We have layers. Yeah, definitely layers. And, and you're bigger, so you have more layers, yeah. right? It's like <laughs> y'all are red oaks. You have a lot more layer rings to count. <laughs> like onion rings to we're count. Like um, but... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if that's a thing or if I'm just making that up in my head, but I was like, why are most head coaches, it seems like pack. But, and that's why I go back to it. maybe it's because as a pack, it's, being more complicated, you know more, right? But We do know more, yeah. And it's, you know, because we're the peak of male performance. You can't get any wow, higher than us. Yeah, so. That has to be debated. And as, <laughs> as, a, as a utility player that's been in the both pack and back, the pack is definitely harder, um, I think. Um, so I don't know if that's why. But, yeah, I was thinking about that the other day when I was thinking about the Eddie Jones situation and the yeah. Gary Gold and stuff like that. And I was like, damn, I was like, I think most head coaches are always pack members. Yeah. But, I mean, it, again, it makes sense, right? If you know more about the pack, it's easier to coach the backs. And you can always maybe find, like, an assistant coach to do the backs. Because the backs, they have plays, but it's like – it's not as complicated the again as somebody's played really. both. Yeah, it's it's more on the fly. Yeah, because when you have lineouts, you have different calls and plays, and then like the, the you have the malls and the rucks and the lineouts and yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a lot more complicated. But yeah, I just thought about that, and I was like, you know, I was going to ask Paul that. Uh, I was going to I was going to text him, but I was like, let me save it for the podcast when he comes on. But um, yeah, it's quite interesting. But yeah, I was curious about that. Yeah, I got uh 
some questions lined up. I want to ask him. Ew. Quite curious. I got a good question for him. Just basic questions like who's the you know the prop that you hate to go up against the most, or who's the prop? Like curious stuff, um, fun stuff, you know. A best social chow that he's had. Best social chow? Oh, food. Yeah, food. He'll probably say Mike O. Fuck yeah, Mike O cooks the fuck out of food. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to beat Mike O's food. Because back in the day, I think he got a little burnt out, and this was before Miguel had passed away. Because um, Miguel was his like right-hand man. They used to cook together all the time, right? Yeah. Um, dude, him and Miguel used to do like barbecue, and they would start like the night before like dedicated to that shit and like teams would like come to play just for the food <clears throat> it was so f- i mean his food's still amazing obviously yeah. but it, he ain't got time for that shit anymore i mean he works a lot for those who don't he's also a nurse yeah. i think he's a nurse he's not in so he's like constantly always working or he would be like work the night shift get off friday like saturday morning from working and come straight to rugby like, yeah, yeah, yeah but that's how me a bag went before, like I said, before yeah. Miguel had passed. Um, Miguel would like start the night before or something. But yeah, they had that big trailer and they used to um, barbecue and the food was just fucking so good, man. It's still good when he cooks, but I don't think they do it as much as often anymore. Like sometimes they order pizza and stuff. It just depends. But chili. I think that was yeah. a big thing like chili, yeah. like Frito pie and shit like that. A big old but pot man, of it. Yeah. But. And Paul can't say any 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 team back in Ireland because I've never been to Ireland, but I don't think their food compares with Texas barbecue. It, I don't. I was gonna say I don't know, like what, French fries. I don't know, or they call them chips over there. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I was gonna tell you a funny story. So I went um, when I went to watch the All Blacks and the USA match was a couple years ago in DC, right? <clears throat> so it was the. Um, it was the morning of the match that morning before. So I went out for breakfast and I went with um, uh, Paul's sister and his uh, fiance were, were there, obviously. So we all three went to this Irish pub and they had like an official Irish breakfast. And I was just like, I read it and I go, what the fuck is this? And I was like, uh, and I was like, I wanted to get it and I'll try new things. But I, I, I bitched out. Oh, I got an American it. breakfast, but I was like, all right. There's no way people actually eat this. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was like it was an Irish breakfast, but some of it like so you know how Irish and I think Scottish like food kind of coincides, right? Yeah. It was um oh what was it? I'm trying to Google Irish breakfast, but it was like sausages, but they call it bangers is what they call them. Oh, bangers and mash and shit. Bangers and but it was just like I was like uh, and then black pudding. I was like what? Is that like an English fuck? breakfast? Breakfast where it's like. The sausage. Yeah, it's kind of like it was just like yeah, it was very like mushrooms um, over easy eggs. Yeah, and I was like, eh, I wanted to, and I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna go with your typical just American. But it was like beans, and like I was like, how is this breakfast, beans. man? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do it. Beans. It was funny though because at that place though, there was a ton of uh, rugby fans there just getting hammered early for like starting breakfast. Like, you boys not gonna make it to the match. <laughs> But yeah, I was like, is this what y'all eat over in Ireland? Hell yeah. Must have been eating something right, though, to get that big and strong. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. It'd be hard. Because <clears throat> I remember, you know Preach from Galveston? You know Preach? I don't know. I'm, I'm sure if I, I saw his face, he, I would know him. You'd know his face. Um, 
he went over to Ireland for like his family went over there, I think, for like a year when they were uh, opening a church over there. He's a preacher, obviously, we call him preach. But um, he was talking about like the food over there is all right, but you know, they don't have barbecue. And he's like, somebody would make a killing if you moved over to Ireland and opened up an American barbecue restaurant. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, it would make a killing. I think obviously there's some countries like France is known kind of for their like fancy cuisine, but just American barbecue in our food just is top notch. I don't, yeah. nobody can, people can't really touch it. Dude, I have to fucking, I'm doing a piss dance right now. Go. <laughs> I'll buy the time. Don't worry. I'll fill this time Feel in. <clears throat> Talk. So this break is brought to you by Refine Ruggers Clothing Company. Nope, just kidding. I've talked about that enough. Oh, so yeah, we got a break uh, over the next week or two. Um, no matches. <clears throat> we said before we're gonna try to bring on some guests. Um, uh, I think Paul's gonna come on next week. Mm, for those of you, most people in D three know Paul Paul Mullen, but I uh, used to play um, D three rugby. Started out in uh, Ireland with Munster U eighteen and all that. So he's gonna come on at some point. We've got Butch the ref, and then. Uh, Chris Howard, who I talked about earlier, had messaged me from the Arrows and said he'd like to come on and talk. So we'll bring him on in the next couple of weeks as well. So uh, as we said before, um, I'm sure at some point you guys are going to get tired of just us talking. So every now and then we'll bring in some other people, some D3 guys. If you're if you're a D3 player and you want to come on and you know talk about <clears throat> a match or give your opinion, like just we bashed on Alliance earlier. If you're somebody from Alliance and you want to come on and, and uh, defend your side of the story, yeah, let us know. Come on, we'll we'll, we'll uh, let you on here and talk about your side of what went down. Or if you just want to get on and shoot the shit about whatever, let us know. Um, <clears throat> we're all down for it. Again, this is we created this just because we love. This is what we do, anyways. We we talk about D three and um, so yeah. If anybody wants to come on, it doesn't have to be somebody that is a professional or somebody that's a referee would give their opinion. I, uh, while you were on the break, I was saying uh, potential of, you know, Paul coming on and then that guy from arrows wanted to come on, which I'm cool with. And yeah. saying, if anybody, anybody D three, D two, D one Eagle MLR wants to come on and chit chat, let us on. I said, <laughs> I said, if somebody from Alliance wants to come on and give their side of the story of what right. happened and defend themselves, come on, let us know. I mean, again, you, you guys eventually may get tired of hearing us both talk. That's why we'll sprinkle in some guests here and then. So oh, we'll definitely have to bring uh, on. Um, we'd like to hear, hear from other people. Well, what's somebody from Alliance wants to come on and give their opinion, whatever. Somebody from the TRU board wants to come on and give their opinion. Oh. I'm open to that too. You, have to bring, you don't have a lot of friends, I don't think, but we'll have to bring on uh, Greg Manns. I know he was talking about it. Oh, the Woodlands guy. Yeah. Yeah. Who's about it? Yeah. Fresh beer. Oh. Yeah, again, I know we say this um, to bring people on, and that's why I say I like that Chris Howard reached out to me from the Eros. We'll have him on in the next couple of weeks, find a spot. But it'd be good to have another, you know, D3 opinion. And, and that way we get inside of Eros, right? How they started or whoever, you know, give some insight. Yeah. We only get, we only know so much. Uh, you got to bring some Eros history with you if you're coming on here. I need to hear some. Yeah. I need to hear that. I know a little bit of the history, uh, just because I knew what's his name started. It. Mike Shad helped start it, but that's about it. But this day in rugby history, <laughs> and in most of our talks, we know a lot about. Oh wait, you know Galveston teams and Barry team only because I used to play for Galveston and isn't, stuff like that. Isn't but, today like supposed to be the day that rugby started? Twenty second. 
Is it? I think so. I saw like some. I saw like USA Rugby or somebody posted that shit. I think it's the twenty fifth. Oh, I think Jesus's birthday and rugby started the same day. Pretty ironic, because Jesus can't play he, rugby. Yeah, because he's got holes in his hands. <laughs> it's because he's only got twelve teammates. <laughs> Oh, I love those songs. What were some of the other ones? Jesus can't play rugby. He's got a legal headgear. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that that one and the song about the uh, the bears, um, like uh, bears. brown bear. Oh, po- you never heard that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, brown bear, brown bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man. I remember yeah, yeah. That one was one of my uh, favorites. That's a good one too. Uh, what was the okay? So the days of the week. So when we used to sing songs, I don't know why I just thought of this. You know, Curly. Yeah, Curly's a mer- yeah, I know mercenary, Curly. right? Yeah. Curly is the best at days of the week. Yeah. Oh yeah, he always did day, days of the week. <clears throat> he, uh, that was like Ryan his... Neely always does fucking days of the week too. Really, dude? I remember. Okay, so Curly always did it for Galveston. Who was it? Uh, where? Uh, I think we had just. We were at Back Pew, right? When we were still yeah. doing our socials there. And we were inside, like in the tap room. And he starts doing days of the week. No. And he does fucking like Wednesday. It's like at eight. Back Pew is a family of place. <laughs> Bro, Wednesday's an anal day. And oh, oh. And you see the families. They're just like wide eyed. Like, what is going on right now? Who are these rugby And then people? you get to Friday and it's. Fridays are fucking yeah. day. Fridays, are... and like you repeat that like fifteen times. <laughs> yeah, like currently we get up on top of the thing, and like when he did, uh, which one is the oh, no, 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 Wednesday's a like that one? Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> and like some, man, we would be in some places, and people were just like, you look around, and people are like, what? The jaws just on the floor, just like, like what the fuck is happening right now? Wait, yeah, this probably isn't the best name for rugby but fucking worth it songs have kind of gone by the wayside but um this should be making a comeback like it's oh man people who i think people who i'm on the fence like i i love the songs but i wouldn't want my kids around i think it's like you should know the audience before you start some songs i think like but also like when you start the songs you're usually in a bar so usually I would say usually, but yeah, no. After the however, after he back it, pew. After he sung it in the tap room, they're like, "Hey, uh, yeah." Even though it's a brewery, there are kids of all ages like, there. Can you guys take it outside next time? <clears throat> so I think that's after that. Like that's why Neely was also in the army, though. So they're kind of uncouth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Pot calling the kettle black <laughs> as a marine, but um, yeah, the songs, man, they were wild, but. Uh, Curly, I always did days of the week. Uh, anybody listening? Uh, D three, who's uh, plays against the arrows. Um, I'm pretty sure there's still a a bet out. Uh, Billy Hoya, Hark player now, former Kingwood uh, rugby player, former San Marcus Grays player, former former Huns Austin Huns player. <laughs> He's a whore, he's, what we're trying to say. He's, a whore. Uh, he's got $100 out for anybody who sings uh, Jesus Can't Play Rugby. No. At the Arrow Social. <laughs> so anybody who starts that, 
record it and that's and you get a hundred dollars. Oh, that's fucked up. He told me that he goes, dude, start it. And I was like, I don't even know the song all the way. Like I've I've had to listen to that song like multiple times. If you're listening to this podcast, you more than likely know who the arrows are, but the arrows are a D three rugby team that is um faith based. I think Catholic majority right. Um, yeah. nothing against Catholic, that, yeah. but that's a little yeah, the Catholic based rugby team. Um which is hard to do in rugby. Rugby um which I'm, I'm also like I'm kinda jealous because like they, they got one of the better color schemes. Come on, yellow and black, like fucking rocks. Yeah, yeah. I mean our future color scheme is gonna beat everybody, but Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> they didn't go yeah. with the usual um, like red red and black or red and blue. Yeah. Bullshit. No, we're going completely different. We're gonna have like four colors. Um Yeah, so it's it's rough, man, we play the arrows because like you get agitated and you want to cuss and you feel bad and you're like, ah fuck. And you know and what you I do fuck. I arrows social is it's a nice event. In, it is in that little Columbus it's hall. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. And then arrows shows out like they they do the uh Chick-fil-A boxes. Yeah. I'll give them that. That's a good yeah. You get the Chick-fil-A nuggets or Chick-fil-A sandwich. And then last time I think uh they're sponsored by a dent like a a dentist. Are they? So like they she showed up and looked at everybody's mouth and handed out floss. <laughs> She gave everybody mouth jobs. So, uh, no. <laughs> no they're... Oh, you just pissed off a whole <laughs> team of people. <clears throat> no, they're... she was giving out like, uh, they had like uh, like toothbrushes and shit and like her little, little cards. But nice. I thought that was pretty cool. Also, the bar is awesome. They got a great bar. <clears throat> but... I'm trying to see their... <clears throat> I mean, they have a whole full-on website. Yeah. Do you remember? You remember when they, they did the Knights of Columbus at our when we had to have the guy give the prayer up at our thing? Yeah, and they did like the whole ceremony. Yeah. Yeah, I invited my grandpa to that game because he was like a third degree black belt. Knight, yeah, black belt Knights of Columbus. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is like when the Pope came here in like the eighties, <clears> he was like, he did the escort for him. But uh, I was like, yeah, Grandpa, come out. They're doing like Knights of Columbus. He's all right. And I'm like, oh, we're playing the arrows. I was like, we got a fairly good squad. We're going to do good. And we got our fucking shit pushed in. I was like, God damn it. Yeah, we always get killed. Yeah, it's I think where the Knights of Columbus is similar to uh, Masonic. Yeah. I did the first stage of the Masonic Lodge. I don't even know if I'm supposed to say that. Am I going to get killed now? Um, are you, my brother's a are you okay? Freemason. They, where'd they touch you? Everywhere. Um, no, my brother is a Freemason and, um, in the Shriners Club or whatever. My grandpa was a Freemason Shriners Club. And so I did like the first stage of it and then never went back. I yeah. just got, was working way too much, but yeah. But I think from my understanding, Knights of Columbus and the Masonic Watch, similar, right? Like community, religious outreach type thing, yeah. giving back. Um, never a bad thing. Yeah, they, I would have liked to finish. I just, I didn't have time. It's just a lot of work to go through it. A lot of guys try to get um, my dad doing that thing. He goes, ah, I'm not into wife sharing. 
was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> that's, that's a whole different ball game. Yeah. Fucking dad cracks me up. Um, yeah, it says, we're both a Catholic community and a rugby club. So Arrows RFC is the Catholic community with the purpose of forming men in Christian virtue through competitive rugby. I think I mean that's why they're able to recruit so well too. I mean they recruit through the church and stuff like that. So it's uh but you know what even though it is a, a Christian fellowship they are an, a good That's what rugby is, a fellowship. Yeah, it's a I mean fel- and they're a good rugby yeah. team. It's not like they're like and it, they're not like overly religious. They don't shove it down your throat. Like, no, hey, they don't shove it down your throat. Not at all. They're a religious team. Not, that's it. Not at all. And then you you, you pray before the social Pray before the game. Yeah, I mean, which I, I pray all the time anyway, so I don't, yeah. Um, no, they're a great group of guys. i just tired of getting freaking raped on the pitch by them point-wise, but yeah. <laughs> um, I broke my hand during one of those games against them. Yeah. I'm reading their like their rules here. It says, as a member of Arrows RFC, relying, relying on God with the help of his community, I'll strive to hold the following principles. There's all these principles. I'm trying to see where it talks about yellow cards and red cards <laughs> for stubs. <laughs> Is he banned from the team now? Uh, so when you get a yellow card, you got to say uh, five our fathers. But when you get a, yeah. a red card, you got to do Your tithing goes up to 30% for the next two months. <laughs> Dude, they should make that. The church would get some money. Psalms, Psalms. For Raise your tithing. For every red card, it goes up 10%. No, they're a great group of guys, man. Yeah. It's just hard to envision a very Christian-based rugby team based off what rugby was like when I started. Yeah. The debauchery that is rugby. I think that's what it is, too. The different rugby cultures behind it. Well, that's... Yeah, and that's part of... Uh, I'm going to... Uh, <clears throat> self... Uh, self uh whatever it is here but refined ruggers that was half of the reason i started it too was um to have like a a little bit a classier side of it right so you have like our famigo side the debauchery side the fun side then you have the refined rugger side which is like how you act in the office environment like it's funny that it's the professional side yeah you get the shit beat out of your Saturday. you have like black eyes and all this then you go like i got doing corporate america on monday and slacks and you know dress clothes and like what happened to you? It's like, well, it's I could explain it, but you probably wouldn't understand. You know, it's like, come play, you it, know? It's the front side of the mullet. It's the whole double side of rugby. It's the debauchery <laughs> it's the of bus- Saturday. It's the business side. You got the party Yeah, in the back, and then the refined side is rugby literally is some of the greatest guys that would do anything for you, bend over backwards, give you the shirt off their back. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's a literally, that's, that's what I love about it. You just beat the shit out of each other, go buck wild, and then... Um, you have your social where everybody gets along and then Monday you go back to work and it's like, you're a family man, you're a businessman, you're whatever. Um, you let all your aggression and all your fun out on Saturday and you go back to doing what you're doing. Love it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> back to business. <laughs> really? I mean, that's what, that's what I was telling. I was telling somebody, um, I was having this talk the other day with, with the CEO of my company um, who came over from Scotland and used to play with the uh, Harlequin semi-pro team. I was trying to get him to come out. Oh, but, shit. Um, oh, we were talking about, I was like, yeah, I was like, man, I, I'm not, I won't play on turf anymore. And one of the guys at work was like, why not? And we were explaining like, well, for one, like Corbett America, it's, it's a nightmare because 
in slacks, I'm constantly having to go to the bathroom, like redress my wounds, wrap it back up. Yeah. So it's not ruining my freaking expensive dress pants oh, and, God. you know, losing the skin on it. It'd be one thing if I didn't have a job or had to wear like nice slacks. But that was the thing is every time I played on turf, I'd get like the burns on my legs and oozing pus. And so I'd always have to be in the bathroom, re like applying my dressing. So it's not ruining my dress pants. And I'm like, all right, this, like I can deal with the black eyes and with the limp and like whatever, yeah. but the oozing from the turf and missing skin, I can't do in dress clothes. No, not at all. So yeah, we were laughing about that. I was like, I just can't do the turf. It's the thing. fucking Woodlands field, the Woodlands pitch. Yep. Turf. We're looking at you, Woodlands slash Sam Houston alumni. Oh yeah. Fucking George. George fucking and George. Nick and Rudy and fucking Did Nick go to the Woodlands? Uh Nick Wright. Where is Nick? Not I haven't heard from Nick in forever. No, Nick Wright, not uh not our Carline. Nick. Yeah. Where is our Nick? Uh dude, he's enjoying life, man. He's retired. He's been fucking radio silent. Yeah, retired life, dude. He's gonna retired from what? He's like twenty one. Uh, it was so the uh, the Bloodfest tournament put him out, dude. He was like throwing up, like he played like a game and a half, and then he was like done. We we're driving home. No, and he was like, dude, he was like dehydrated out of it. I took him to like uh one of the ERs. He de- took down yeah. four bags of IV, and I was like, oh, man, dude. No. He was looking rough. And then I was just like, he's like, dude, I think I'm done. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Like, You can be the the coach of the Famigos, man. Like, still stay in rugby. Damn. He's, like, he's, he's got such good talent, like, and he's a great coach, you know? Yeah, he's great at it. I just, I just now, I was like, where has he been? Yeah, I don't, I don't think, he, I think he's done playing, but. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he listens to this and uh, jumps back in in a support role. Hmm. Probably not for Kingwood, but yeah, uh, probably. I mean, I'd like to have him back, but yeah. I think also the you know when you got, I think, I think one of Kingwood's prime. Uh, issues that's like the whole too many chiefs, not enough Indians type of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like if if you're gonna let Nick do his thing, like let him do his thing, and don't try to cut him off. You know. Yeah. I agree. Huh. I don't know. So. But he, I, he will be there for the Famigo season. So, well, that's good. I haven't like confirmed with him yet, but I'm just gonna say he is because he is. I don't care if I have to drive <laughs> over to his house. Yeah, I was gonna say we'll make sure he I'm is one kidnap. way or another. Nick, if you're listening, I'm gonna kidnap your ass. Oh yeah, we're coming to get you, big man. We're coming to get you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, we're going to get you. Speaking of Famigos, oh. though, I've just drawn up. I've got two uh, designs done. I'm about to finish this third one and put it out, so we can vote on it. I need votes. I'll vote on it right now. 
vote on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I need to figure out what to do, man, because I, I got to get some sponsors. The first sponsor I'm going to is this one called Busting Out Bell Bonds. What? Yeah. Busting Nut Bell Bonds? Yeah, I'm going to go to a Bell Bonds and get sponsored. <laughs> Busting Nut Bell Bonds? <laughs> yeah. Is this like Chico's Bell Bonds? Bad News Bears? Right? Yeah, dude. Totally, man. I thought it was hilarious. I was like, I bet I could get him to do it. <clears throat> That's awesome. Grab a little sponsorship for him. But, um, well, I know one company that can sponsor. Oh, yeah. I mean, we haven't talked about him at all tonight. Not at all. Yeah, not at all. Not that you're wearing their logos or anything. Yeah, not 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 that I have any ties to this company, but I could probably see if Refine Ruggers could sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> all right, so Christmas is this weekend. Hope everybody has a good Christmas. Um, no games. Have a holly jolly Christmas. And each it's year, the best time ass. Oh, at the Christmas party Saturday, I was driving uh, one of my uh, cousin's nuts because me and uh, I say it's my family. It's my best friend. So my best friend. No. So my so my best friend's uh, family, his parents basically were my parents throughout high school. Okay. so I I consider them my parents. Um, Anyways, we were over there and I was driving uh, our cousin nuts. I was singing. uh, What's it? Uh, the pentatonics, Mary, did you know? Like at the top of my lungs through the house. <laughs> like literally, he's like, shut the fuck up. Like 10 minutes later, he left. He's like, I'm out. <laughs> Mary, did you know? <laughs> that your baby boy would someday rule the nation. <laughs> fucking driving him crazy. And then my buddy, uh, my best friend, whose parents were at, started chiming in too. We were singing together. No. <laughs> The, like just awful. Dude, group, oh yeah, group bullying is the best. It was fucking <laughs> great. Literally, he's like, "Shut the fuck up." Ten minutes later, he's like, "I'm going home." Hell yeah. Uh, That's what Christmas is all about: annoying family members. Oh, fucking can't wait. Can't wait. Well, oh yeah. I don't think we're gonna. Have, there's not gonna be rugby for like two weeks, three weeks. Nope. Uh, January 14th is the next, uh, let me look, let me just double check. I was just looking at that. It is January 14th. Yeah. Quite a bit. Okay. So Kingwood does not have a game January 14th. So let me pick what game I'm going to go attend right now and I'll let you know. Oh, cause we, uh, we have some stickers made. Yeah. So if you see me at one of these games, come hit us up. We'll give you some stickers. Assume we'll have t-shirts too. But <laughs> so we have Dallas at Grand Prairie. Won't be at that one logistically. <laughs> Austin Blacks at Dallas Reds. Won't be at that one logistically. Um, <laughs> Austin Huns. No. Our hurt at Austin Huns. Won't be at that one logistically. And we have Bark Shreveport at Bark. Hmm, maybe. Denton at OKC won't be at that one. Little Rock at Alliance. No. Would like to go to that one, just talk shit to Alliance. <laughs> Ooh, Galveston at Arrows. Ding, 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 ding. I will be at that one. Are the Woodlands playing yet? D3? Oh, no, not D3. Oh, D2. D2. Uh, let me look at, hold on, let me look at D2. Ooh, because I may go to, if the, let's see. 
If they're playing at home, I might go to that one. Um, they're not playing January fourteenth. Nope. They play the twenty first. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, fourteenth. Um, that's my wife's birthday weekend. Uh-oh. Yeah, she won't care. Um, yep, Galveston at Arrows. I will be at that one. Yeah, I might have to swing down for that one too. Maybe in a cast, but I'll be at that one. Hey. Can I draw a big Yeah, I'm gonna go to that one. Can I draw a big penis on your cast? Uh Pedro was here. Pedro was here. <laughs> Shocks yep. pegs. Lucky. I'll go to that one and get some uh interview some folks. Oh yeah, that'd be good. So if you're That's gonna be a good match. If, That's gonna be a close one. If you don't have any games to go to. Go to the uh, Arrows Galveston game. Hey, look! Both of those teams that are playing each other both scored 100 points against Kingwood <laughs> in the last two matches. <laughs> so uh, this is the battle of 100 point games here. 100 point games. <clears throat> All right, what's the? Uh, let's put it in over unders. What do we got? Over under 50. 50. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to say over on that one. Yeah, I'd say over, not by much. And I'm going to say, man, okay, so Galveston's going to have their college guys back. I'm going to say Galveston. Galveston? <clears throat> yep. Close. Galveston by seven. Ten. Nay, Ten. I'm going Galveston minus 10. I don't know if they're favored. I'm going arrows. Arrows by. Hey, I'm trying to count. I think 14. What? Yeah. Shame. Yeah. Arrows make another red card. Um, Oh, okay. Okay, the arrows are at home, so that's slight benefit. How many yellows? Four. There's got to be. There's got to be at least. There's going to be four in that match alone. I don't know if any reds, but I I definitely some yellows. If If you got young players, the college guys, and then old hothead McGee over there. Mr. Red. Yeah. I don't know his personality, but I'm just going to call you Mr. Red. <laughs> Galveston have a full squad, man. <clears throat> I'm going over 50. Galveston by 10. Man of the match, Corbin. Because <clears throat> I think it's going to, I think it's going to come down to a battle of nine scrummies or flies. Yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be one and lost in the middle there. Yeah. In between the pack and the backs. For sure. Sneaky play. Because I think they're even in the pack. And I think they both have the mix in the in the backs of experience and new new people. Yeah. It's it's going to be even match. There's, there's going to be zero blowout, I can tell you that, unless there's like just a shit ton of red cards. But yeah. No, I don't think good. two. I don't think 14. 14. And the only reason I'm astronomical. Saying- 
I say 14, and it's not going to be 14 through tries. It's going to be through conversions, like Galveston missing their conversions. And well, maybe, here's the deal: if Galveston wins, maybe I drop that you number have to, down. You, if no, nope, no, nope, I'll say nope. I'll say 14. If, I'll say 14. If Galveston wins, you have to give away a Famigos T-shirt. If Arrows win, I have to give away a Refined Ruggers hat. All right, that works. And we'll do it in the comments like we did this one. All right. Whoever comments first, and then we have to give it away. That's like three weeks from now. I'll have to remember that. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. That's going to be a damn good match. I mean, I'm going to it because I love my Galveston crew, but I just think it's the most competitive match without knowing any of the other teams fully. I mean, yeah. you can you gather based off previous scores, but I think that one's going to be a... Now, Bark and Shreveport's going to be, I think, okay, Bark beat Shreveport by at least 14, but. You think? Yeah. It's at home in Bark. Yeah. Right. Bark has like 40 people. Oh, uh, yeah. They, they, yeah. Yeah. But Arrows and Galveston, that's going to be a barn burner. That's going to be freaking close. That's gonna be good. That's gonna be. That's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be heated. It's gonna be. Oh, it's gonna be heated. It's gonna be a good one. I'm ready for it. Oh, it's gonna be a good one. I'm glad. I am so glad Kingwood doesn't have a match that weekend. Yeah. I gotta make. I'm so glad. Make sure we get to watch that one in person. I know we got like a big rabbit show coming up, so I gotta make sure. Kingwood doesn't have a match till the 28th. Big, so big, big break, uh, which is needed since we have injuries. But fuck, that's gonna be a good match, Galveston and Arrows. I'm gonna say, all right, Corbin, man of the match. If Big Black Kendall plays, potentially man of the match. But I don't think he's played the last two matches. I don't know. I need to message no. him. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. He's too busy chasing white women and drinking white claws. Where I don't know what's going on. Where your white women at and your white claws? Yeah, I'd probably say the nine's gonna get man of them. That's pretty typical, though. Like, it's gonna be one or loss in the middle. I mean, Cor- I, it's an easy bet because Corbin gets a lot of man of the matches. But games like that where it's close and it's evenly matched is usually one or loss in the middle. I think. Yeah. Between the nines and the tens. So, all right. If you got a different opinion, please let us know through messages or on Instagram and uh, Twitter at Two Guys One Pitch. The Twitter world. Something. Oh, we went over now. Damn, we went long on this one. Yeah, we were really I, long. I didn't think we were gonna go that yeah, long. We were rambling. <laughs> ramble on, ramble on. We took this thing for a walk. <laughs> yeah, we did. Enjoy it. Yeah. Alright, we'll see you cocksuckers later. Ah, uh, buenos noches, pendejos.